0: Welcome to this week's episode of the North Bible Church Podcast. Now, let's join our pastor as we open God's Word together. Yeah, congratulations
1: to our new members. Guys, if you're interested in uh, joining, uh, membership here at North Bible Church. We're going to have a new membership class in the new year sometime around February or so, so keep an eye out for that if you're interested in becoming a member here at North Bible Church. As we talk about membership, what we talk about is committing to the other members who are here and a part of this church. And so it's it's like formally joining and committing as a family. And so congratulations to all those who joined this year. We're glad to have you a part of, of North membership here. So hope you guys all had a great Christmas day. As we, uh, yeah, as we... Talked about on Christmas Eve. It's still Christmas. We're still celebrating. And so I hope you are too. So in the middle of the Christmas season. But hey, this is, we get to engage this morning in one of my favorite Sundays of the year, which is our Remember and Celebrate Sunday. And of course, this takes on a little bit more significance this year as we're winding down our Remember series. Ever since the Sunday before Thanksgiving, we've been talking about the importance of remembering and how God tells us throughout Scripture, He always tells His people consistently to remember, to take times where we can sit down and remember what God has done, remember His faithfulness, remember His goodness towards us, and then to celebrate those things. One of, that, one of those places is in actually found in Exodus chapter 12. I want to read a quick verse for you. This is after God tells Israel to establish the passage Passover festival, which is, of course, the most significant festival, annual festival of the Israelite people under the Mosaic law. And listen to what he says in Exodus chapter 12, verse 14. This is a day to remember. Each year, from generation to generation, you must celebrate it as a special festival to the lord now we're not going to get all festival we're going to have a full-blown passover festival here this morning but that the spirit of that and the principle of that is what we are engaging in today it's going to be a day to remember and it's an opportunity to look over this past year and to give thanks for what god has done and you're going to get a chance to hear from uh three different people in our church three different sets of people a couple of couples and and um and, and one of our people here at north And they're going to share with you the stories of what God has done over this past year in their lives. And as we do, we're going to have a chance to celebrate as a church family God's goodness and faithfulness during what has been a crazy year in so many levels for us. But I think one of the things that you're going to get to see through these stories, I'm really excited about these stories. I've heard them all, and so I know they're going to be worth your attention this morning, and they're going to be encouraging to you. But I think one of the things that we see in the midst of this is that as crazy as this year has been and as many reasons as we might have to say that we've lost a lot this year and we've had to, it's cost us a lot, what we see in these stories is God's goodness and faithfulness and his mercy and grace in all of it, which makes it even more beautiful. And so uh, I hope you're encouraged this morning by these stories. We're going to have two live interviews, and then we've got one video interview for you guys to take a look at uh, here this morning to participate in. So with that being said, I I also want to say this. We're going to hear from, you know, of course... Three different sets of people, but I would say this, as we recognize the fact that almost everybody in our church in this room and those of you watching online could probably be up here this morning sharing your own story. And uh, But you're going to get to hear some good stories here this morning, but as you have stories, there, there's something powerful about God's people telling stories about it, especially God's faithfulness. And so as you have a story, as you hear these stories this morning, I hope you'll be encouraged to share your own stories with other people to help encourage them in their faith as well as we wind down this year and look forward to the next year dawning, okay? So with that being said, I want to invite our first couple up, the Charpentiers, Christoph and Brooke, if you give them a hand as they make their way up here. We're going to sit down and have a little conversation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so go ahead and grab the mics there. Oh, there guys, how are you guys doing? Yeah? yeah? You guys have a good Christmas?
2: Yeah. Am I supposed to wear this? Yes, absolutely, oh. yeah.
1: Yeah, like a, like a shawl, just kind of over, it. yeah. yeah. Um, so introduce yourselves to us. Would you tell us a little bit about your family, how long you guys have been here at North, and that kind of thing? Yeah.
3: Um, so I'm Brooke Charpentier, and this is Christophe. And we live in Cave Creek, and we have three kids. Um, Spencer and Justin are 20. And Spencer is a sophomore at NAU, and Justin is in his second year at Paradise Valley Community College. And Caitlin is 16, and she's in high school, and more on that in a little bit. And <laughs> um, we've been at North for seven years now.
1: Okay, great. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. You know, and this year has been, obviously, a little bit different for all of us, right? Um, but we are talking about celebrating and remembering this morning what God has done. So can you tell us a little bit about what God has done and maybe what he's taught you this past year?
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, So our daughter Caitlin had been attending a local public high school. And um, in the spring when COVID hit, uh, they moved all the students to online classes, which was not great for Caitlin's learning, (laughs) um, as many of you can probably relate (laughs) with your kids. Um, And then this past fall, the options that were offered to students at her high school were still not a good fit for Caitlin, but she was going to make the best of it. And a couple weeks into the school year, I was out on a hike and I ran into a friend who I hadn't seen in years. And her grandson had gone to the same high school as Caitlin. And he also hadn't had a great experience with learning during the time of COVID at that Mm -hmm. school. And um, so his parents moved him to a small Christian school nearby and he was loving it. And she really encouraged me to check out the school. And so Caitlin and I did. And uh, during the tour, I was super impressed with the school and I whispered to Caitlin, oh my gosh, it would be a dream for me to teach here. And um, I had taught in the past and I was really eager to get back to teaching. But I was just thinking because it was COVID, schools wouldn't be hiring. And so I hadn't pursued that um, at the time. And the person that was uh, leading the tour had said that she was a te- had been a teacher and I said that I had been also. And I told her that I had taught Spanish and she got really excited. And she said, oh my gosh, you've got to talk with the um, elementary school principal here. And, and make contact with her and tell her because she's been looking for a Spanish teacher for two years now. And so that was kind of exciting. Um, I was like, hmm. Yeah. And after we left, Caitlin told me that she felt like the school was way too small for her, um, but that she'd like to look into transferring to Northwest Christian School instead, which is a much, much bigger school. Um, and it was funny because Caitlin originally didn't even want to transfer from her high school and now she was actually getting excited about the thought of attending Northwest. So it was a real it was a real <laughs> change there. And she asked me to reach out to Northwest Christian to see if there was room. And I said, I really don't think there's going to be room, Caitlin, because I have heard from many people that they always have really long wait lists. Um, but I did email and um, they said that it was actually full, but that she would talk to the principal and see if he might be able to make room for her. And so the process ended up um, happening over the next uh, two days It was like super speed of getting documents in and shadowing and touring and interviewing. And in the end, um, they decided to make room for Caitlin, which was actually amazing and unheard of. Um, I told a friend of mine, and she has a teacher friend who works there that was like completely amazed. So it was almost like a miracle, really. And uh, we do feel like it was. And she started school there just three days later. And she's doing great there, and she's loving it. And um, we weren't even looking for a new school for Caitlin, but we just feel like it was God's goodness and his faithfulness and his personal love for her that the Lord knew what would be best for Caitlin when he provided this unexpected blessing for her. It was totally mm. unexpected. Mm. Um, and then a few weeks later, I heard from the principal at the small school that we had originally looked at, and I ended up interviewing there twice, and I got a job there, yay. and yeah really excited and so I will be teaching um, their preschool through fifth grade students and I believe it will be starting next semester we still have to firm that up it'll be their next semester or a next school year um, and it's really really neat to me that um, though it wasn't the school that Caitlin ended up attending it's clear to me that God brought me there to make that connection with the administration. Mm. And um, so this whole experience just taught, just helped me see that, um, that the Lord saw my heart's desire to teach Spanish again. He saw that. And he also knew where Caitlin would thrive in high school. And he used my running into an old friend and he used the difficulties of COVID to bring about my job and Caitlin's Caitlin's school change. And this has shown me that God can bring about blessings in the midst of challenges in his faithful, personal love for us. So that was my takeaway there. So it was a real big Mm -hmm. time of of growth and yeah, just blessing and seeing the faithfulness of God, so.
1: Awesome, thank you, Brooke. Give her a hand. Great to see that, and, and, uh, and thank you for sharing, and, and Christoph, you have uh, a little bit of your own story to share. For those of you who don't know, Christoph is one of our elders, so he serves faithfully on our elder team, and as you can imagine, this past year, uh, we've had to make a lot of decisions as an elder and staff team, and, and that has led us into a place where, um, you know, Christoph has, uh, has been a part of that, so I've asked him to share a little bit about that this morning okay, as well.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, my angle is
1: going to be more on the uh,
2: elder side, and... Uh what's been going on this year, because really nothing's been going on. But, uh, <laughs> but when I started this year, I actually didn't have any gray hairs. Um, so thank you, COVID. Um, but, you know, just, we have, you know, you look at the elder boards, I know for those of you that might not be aware is, um, we have a few elders, and all of us really are, have different backgrounds, different experiences. We come from really different, you know, Areas of work, even I don't think. Well, actually, this year we have two accountants. That's that's abnormal. Uh, <laughs> but normally, it's really we come from different walks of life and different experiences. Um, so, we have different perspective on things. And um, if you look at the way the elders meet, we meet, you know, twice a month. And then one of the meeting is a prayer meeting, and one of the meeting is a business meeting. And I think this year more than ever that prayer meeting has been really the the glue that I held everything together. Um, you know, you don't get to know someone's heart until you heard them pray, I think. You know, that's what, if I were to pick a new word this year, you know, I think I'm gonna throw away the, the word from last year. Uh, I think if I were to pick an, a year, you know, a word for this year on the elder board, for me it would be unity. Um, if, if And then I'll come into the story a little bit later, but unity for me, probably be the number one word I would pick for being an elder, um, at North. And, um, so, you know, again, as we pray together, that brings us closer. You know, we get to to hear each other's heart, and when we make decisions, and this year has been hard, we've had to make some really hard decisions. I'll go into that a little bit later, but, um, you know, it's important to know that we all come from the same point of view of, you know, what we want what's best for the kingdom. Uh, we want what's best for the church and for North in general. So I think that that's important there. So um, so go, going on unity, so early COVID happens and uh, everybody's scrambling. Um, nobody really, you know, you, you have the full spectrum. You know, if you remember from the beginning of the year or the beginning of COVID, on one hand, you had people saying, well, it's just like the flu, you know? And then on the other hand, you had people saying, well, it's very contagious, and a lot of people are dying, it is terrible, and so you had these two extremes, and we had to deal with these two extremes, and we were dealing with it not only as an elder board, but the staff as well, and Jay, with the staff, you know, we all came from different perspectives, we each have different, you know, maybe some of us had family members that could have been affected, Um, and I think that's where that word unity comes into play, and, and this is the part of the talk here where I'm, we're gonna pretend for a minute that Jay's not here. Um, and <laughs> he doesn't know, he, like he said he knew what we were gonna say, he has no clue. I yeah, I didn't but, okay
1: this part of the, where, where, um, where we going, I'm uncomfortable. So
2: let's, let's pretend he's not here. <laughs> I'm just gonna brag on Jay, you know, because as elders we, we get to meet, we get to hear each other's heart, Stepping the staff meets separately, the staff doesn't meet with the elders. And so they have their own meetings and they come up to maybe different decisions that the elders might come up with. Guess who's in the middle, (laughs) Jay. And so you can, you know, if there's any stress, if there's any, you know, tension between the elder and the staff that want to make decisions, Jay has to be the one in the middle kind of bringing that unity together. And I saw that happen this year, early COVID, when we had to make the tough decisions. Jay was really working really hard to bring that unity together. And I think we I'm really thankful as an elder that we have Jay as a pastor. Um, I think, thank you. Um, and so I think that that's important. Now, we'll just pretend for a minute that the staff is not in the room, because hey, now I get to brag on the staff. And uh, you know, you remember the early COVID, North did not have a live streaming service. We, we had no way of doing a live streaming yet. And so this had to be put together at the last minute when we decided we had the hard decision to de- close the church. Um, we had to have a life service. And so that came, you know, kind of a last minute. And, you know, every time the elders would meet, I would hear, man, this week has been better than last week. And this week is even better than last week. And so week to week, things got better and better. Uh, you know, the staff got the extra equipment we needed. They took care of everything. Uh, I don't know if you remember at the beginning the worship. That was amazing. Aaron was taking these five or six different vocals and instruments and editing everything together. I just can't even imagine the amount of time that it would have taken just to put that together. So you also remember some of you got chalk on your driveways, Um, (laughs) you know, some crazy staff members driving around, doing drive-bys, you know. The staff, you know, the children's ministry having to adapt as well, just, you know, as well doing kids' messages um, that, you know, they weren't planning on doing. So, you know, you don't maybe don't get to see that as members of the church. You might not be able to see everything that's happening in the background. As elders, we get to see it, you know, we get to see how hard the staff is working. I think this year for me, again, that unity, um, you know, the unity of the elders, the unity of the staff, everything coming together for me has been amazing i think we can give the staff a round of applause as well (laughs) and uh i mean that's you know if we get to celebrate i think this this is something to celebrate um and so then we kind of settled into a rhythm you know we're kind of in a rhythm we have this live streaming going on uh, allow people to stay connected to north uh in a way you know if they can't come um, they're unable to come so it's it's nice to be able to have that connection But I think, you know, if you were to hear our prayers during our elder board, um, we still have a sense of we want more connection. We have a desire for people to be more connected because it's hard. We don't get to see you online. You know, you don't get to see us personally. Um, I personally as an elder, I feel there is like that missing link there. There's that, you know, I wish, you know, I could be there and we could be, you know, seeing you. Uh, we're praying for you, for sure. Um, you know, any prayer request that comes in is being prayed for. It's being prayed for by the staff, by the elders, uh, by the people that are part of the prayer team. So bring, bring your prayers to us because you are prayed for, you're cared for. It. Um, and so as, as we continue the mission of NORTH, of loving God, loving one another, loving the world, I think that's important. Um, personally, I've been encouraged by... Um, a few weeks ago, when Chris Nevins was coming and uh, introducing Fuel the Mission, I was encouraged by how much growth there was in India mm-hmm. due to COVID. There was so much opportunity because COVID brought that opportunity, and it was great for Chris to share that. Um, and also, I was very encouraged by our trick-or-treat event that the staff put together. We had so many people from the community show up, people that I had never seen before, I mean, the parking lot was completely packed, which was amazing, Um, and kids were happy. That kind of gave back a sense of normalcy to the community, Um, so I was encouraged by that as well. That's something as well to celebrate, um, to be able to bring that hope to the community and and give that sense of normalcy to the community, I think, was was important for North to do. Um, And so I think, lastly, you know, as I close, you know, I want—you know, it's great to celebrate, um, but I want to ask as well, you know, what can we do for you? You know, as, as elders, uh, as the staff, you know, what is it that you need from us, uh, especially as you're online, you can't be here? You know, our heart's desire is to connect with you. Um, we want to be there for you. We're trying to make every decision we can to make it as smooth as possible for not only online viewing, but as well, you know, in person. Um, so for us, you know, if I were to say as an elder board is, is the big question to you is, you know, what can we do for you?
1: I think is, is the big thing there, Mm -hmm. um, as we close. (coughs) Thank you, Christoph. Appreciate it. That, that, that was awesome. I think (coughs) it's so great to be able to hear, uh, the heart of an elder. And I can tell you this, that, that, uh, as you hear Christoph's heart, one of the things that the elders are focused on is being shepherds spiritual shepherds in our in our church and when you hear his heart I think every man on that elder team has that same kind of heart love for our church love for our people love for our staff which we uh, which we really appreciate and uh, and and I'm gonna brag on the as we're in the middle of a brag fest this morning (laughs) I'm gonna brag on the elder board a little bit more by saying this is that uh, the men who volunteer to be a part of this elder team they volunteer to a high commitment and a high calling and it requires a lot of their time. It requires a lot of their uh, of their of their their time in prayer in supporting and encouraging our staff and the rest of the church. And so when Christoph says to you, "Let us know what we can do uh, to help you," he really means that. That's not just something that the elders are saying. I know from their heart they've been really trying to figure out this past year, especially how do we bridge that connection with the rest of our church. And they've had to put in extra hours this year that they didn't, that they didn't plan on because we've had extra meetings and meetings, spontaneous meetings at all hours of the day on, on any given day. And, and so they have put in a ton of work. So I want to give the elder board a hand as well for all that they have done. So thank you guys. So appreciate it. Appreciate it. So uh, thank you all for sharing again. One last question I have for you is could you share with us uh scripture verse that uh has been especially meaningful for you this past year and brooke i'm going to throw you a little bit of a curveball can you do it in english and spanish (laughs) (laughs) can you i you don't have to if you yeah yeah okay i'm putting her on the spot a little bit but (laughs) Um,
3: (laughs) but i will look to the lord i will wait for the god of my salvation my god will hear me We'll wait on the Spanish here. Mm -hmm. Um, Hope was my one word for this year. Like we're, you know, to Mm -hmm. think of a word for each year and hope was mine. And actually, as you asked us to, you know, about the verse and everything, I just kind of thought about how it's really neat, how it all, neat being a a light word, but um, how the Lord just uh, wove together this verse um, along with the word hope. And, oh, by the way, that verse comes from Micah 7-7. And, uh, and the story, the testimony that I shared with you. So you yeah, have the verse and the word hope and then my story of, um, of God's goodness and faithfulness and uh, that I shared with you about Caitlin and myself. And I want to read the verse another time. Um, but I will look to the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. And he did hear us. He heard the desires of our hearts. As I remember his past goodness and faithfulness, I can have hope that he will show me goodness and faithfulness today and in the days to come. And that is true for all of us who know and love the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, back to the verse. Um, But I will look to the Lord. Mirare al Señor. I will wait for the God of my salvation. Is salvation salvacion? Is that right? Okay. Esperare para el Señor, el Dios de mi salvacion. My God will hear me. Mi Dios me escuchara de Micah. No sé cómo se dice Micah. Micah? Micah. 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 Yeah.
1: Micah. Oh, Micah. Micah. Ah, very good. Thank you. Hopefully, más o menos. <laughs> yeah you get the thumbs up from noemi that's good all right
3: it's not something i usually get into with the preschoolers but yeah, yeah. i mean i do want to bring scripture in with my with my <laughs> students so yeah this is good thank you
1: yeah thank you thank you for being so a sport
2: <laughs> i'm not doing my verse in french
1: yeah i, I mean no. I, I think no. so. So, so, so i think so <laughs> um
2: My verse is uh, Hebrews 4, 16. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Um, And and to me, you know, this year has been hard and a lot of people have been struggling, um, but God is still on his throne. That that was kind of, for me, that was the big thing is, you know, Mm. Jesus is still the answer to a struggling, struggling world. Uh, Jesus is the answer. And uh, I had a mentor, you know, way back in my early years. His saying was, you know, one of his saying, he had a lot of sayings, but one of his saying was, Jesus is the answer, what's your question? (laughs) Um, And so, I think, you know, as I look at the verse, you know, to me, yes, it's been a hard year for a lot of people, um, but God is still on his throne, and Mm -hmm. he still rules. And he's still good and he still is faithful. And so for me that was the verse I picked. Thank okay. Thank you. That's it. <laughs> yeah. oh, you it.
1: All right, thanks guys. Okay. Uh, so we've got a we've got a video now. We're gonna take a look at a video from uh, Lynn Duarte. And if you guys would give them a uh, the Charpentiers a, a hand, thank you guys for being here. Is Lynn here? I don't know if she's here, probably not, right? Hopefully you're watching online, Lynn. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, so our second couple we have up here this morning to talk to are the Beldens, Zane and Bethany. And uh, would you guys, uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for being here. As you guys are making your way back across the country, you were visiting your family out in uh, Illinois, right? And then you're gonna make your way, You made a stop in Arizona as you head back to California in a couple days, right? So thanks for being here this morning, and uh, I'm excited to hear you guys share your story of 2020. Would you tell everybody a little bit about yourselves and your family and how long you guys have been here at North?
4: Yeah, so uh, I'm Zane. This is my wife, Bethany. We have been married almost 10 years, 10 years in October. Thank you, God. Congratulations. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We've got uh, two little kids, a five-year-old boy, Bricks, three-year-old daughter, Zoa, and as you can see, Uh, Number three, baby boys coming in February. Uh, So that's uh, that's a big part of our story right now. Uh, We have been coming to North since uh, 2014. We were transitioning, moving out here from Southern Illinois. We were looking for a church family. Got invited here by a friend. And North really made uh, the transition feel like home. It made Arizona, Scottsdale feel like home. We made friends quickly. Uh, we joined a small group, I think, two months after starting to come here, have made awesome friends there, deep connections, and yeah, so we're thankful.
5: Is this on? Yeah,
0: okay. I think so. <laughs> I think you're
5: good. Um, I'm Bethany Belden, um, and as Zane mentioned, we've been married almost 10 years, um, but he failed to mention that before we got married, we dated eight years, so uh, we, uh, we've been together nearly two decades, so you could say <laughs> we know each other... Pretty well, Um, two little kids I'm sure you've seen running around the church, Bricks and Zoa, another one on the way. Um, And yeah, in 2014, we started coming out here kind of part-time, wanting to make the full-time jump to Arizona, sell our Illinois home. And for me, um, walking in the doors to North really kind of solidified it for me. It was instant love. Um, welcome arms. It made me really feel like my hometown church, you know, in rural Southern Illinois. So, it wasn't until though 2018 that we finally made the full-time move um, to Arizona. Sold our home in Illinois, and we've been here, um, part of North, full-time for you know two years, um, and it's been it's been great.
1: Yeah, good. thanks guys. So of course we've been talking about remembering and celebrating over this past year what God has done in our lives and what he's taught us about who he is. So would you share a little bit about uh, how you guys have seen that reality in the past year or so?
4: Yeah, so i uh, been reflecting a lot. Uh, I've caught myself, I think, just 2020 being such a strange year. I've caught myself reflecting on a lot of things the last few months and this assignment here has got me really thinking, of course. Uh, Me, personally, I'll I'll first talk professionally. Uh, My family's in the oil business. I'm also in the real estate business out here, but uh, actively involved with the family oil business. Uh, It's been a tough business the last few years. Uh, I think one of the themes for me is God's plans versus my plans, and a lot of the plans with our oil business that I, in hindsight, something that I'm remembering and realizing is uh, a lot of those plans I probably clung too tightly to, um, put a little too much faith and hope in the, the plans of the business, so that's been some lessons over the last few years. Uh, late 2019, we were starting to have some positive momentum, some good things going on for the business, and uh, then here comes 2020. <laughs> Essentially blew up all those plans. Yeah. Uh, for those paying attention to the markets, we got to see the price of oil go negative for the first time in history, mm. so that's fun if you're in the oil business. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, there was that, um, and really a lot of the positive things that we had going on for the business all came to a screeching halt with covid uh makes you stop reflect on uh you know why these things happen what what can you take from it uh makes me stop and and think about the plans that we have for ourselves that we all make why we make them and how uh, is god's plans are going to prevail and i spent a lot of time reflecting on do my plans align with God, God's plans for my life? And uh, I think one really good thing in 2020 that's come out of that, coming out of having my plans shaken, and I'm pretty sure everyone can relate to having plans messed up in 2020, is just our reliance on God, uh, being obedient, and through that, uh, that's, you know, that's how our faith is tested, and how God can use all those things and the prevailing of His plans to bring us back towards Him. Mm -hmm. So, on one hand, I think we can look at 2020, we can talk about the hardships, the difficulties, the change plans, uh, but at the same time, in my own life, and my own reflection, I see how he has funneled all those things to bring me back towards him. So, uh, very thankful for that. Uh, On a personal level, uh, for Bethany and I, uh, 2019 and early 2020 has probably been some of the biggest tests that we face in our marriage. Um... Looking back now on the year, 2020 has turned into a year of healing for us. Um, so speaking of God's plans versus our own plans, you can see this here. Um, <laughs> uh, through, <laughs> through some of the difficulties in 2019, we had kind of grown more and more to the idea that, okay, we've got two healthy, awesome kids. We're good. Let's uh, take care of them, spend time with them, you know, be the parents that we're called to be. Uh, work on our marriage, so we were, we had gotten pretty firm that, all right, two kids, we're done, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, God has a sense of humor, obviously, Uh, (laughs) sitting here with number three on the way due in February, Uh, but just again, it seems like every time that we uh, cling too tightly to our plans, especially of the earthly nature, uh, God's going to swoop in. Uh, He's going to orchestrate things, allow things to happen to, um, I don't know if it's, you know, I don't know exactly how he works. I don't know if it's to upset our plans, but it does seem clear to me that he orchestrates things to bring us back towards him. So, very thankful for that, and Mm. uh, your turn.
5: (laughs) (laughs) So, just to kind of touch on some of the points that Zane mentioned, um, 2020, Obviously, it was a crazy year for everyone in this room. I'm sure we can all relate. Um, but looking back, you know, this last year, it was definitely the hardest year of our marriage, for sure. Um, and not to take the conversation or interview um, super deep, but I feel if I'm sitting here, I need to be fully transparent. And um, this is really hard. <laughs> In 2017, uh, some of you know that I lost my dad to cancer, and uh, it was hard, really hard. I didn't cry when I rehearsed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, dang. So, um, 2017, I lost my, my dad. We were close. And as you remember, in 2014, we said we started coming to North, but it took us a few years to, to make the final move. Um, we decided, you know, before my dad passed away, that we were, we were planning to make the full-time move. At the time, um, Bricks wasn't two years old yet. Um, Zoa was only two weeks old. So I'm now in this position where I'm moving to a new state. Um, I had this guilt I was carrying for leaving my mom. I was a mom to two tiny children that I, I didn't know how to do, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. I was new to all this. So um, looking back now, um, a few years removed, oh, Wes saves the day. <laughs> <laughs> um Um, we're here um, now in 2020. And if I'm being very honest with myself and all of you listening this morning, I did not handle the death of my dad um, or moving or all of those changes in a healthy way at all. Um, I tried to do everything myself. Um, If you know me, you know I'm that kind of person. I'm kind of just, you know, I, I do my own thing, march to the beat of my own drum. Uh, and I I was really prideful. I didn't want to ask for help. I, I didn't grieve the way I should. Um, I didn't lean into God. I was mad. I was angry. I had nothing to do with him, actually, in that time. Um, I started just being really negative, you know, just angry. And toward, you know, 2018, I started... Um, Drinking very heavily and um, using alcohol to Kind of numb out those feelings um, because I didn't want to deal with them. I didn't want to feel them And that's hard to sit here and say but it's the truth and uh, I Kept it a secret from everyone Uh, I wore a mask for a couple years and Push comes to shove, you can't live a life forever. And uh, obviously Zane learned of this, Um, kind of truly exposed myself to to people. And uh, the man sitting next to me covered me in grace. He didn't run out the door. (laughs) He was truly kind of the hands and feet of Jesus. and uh <sighs> sorry um so yeah uh, he covered me in grace and we we began the healing process together um through a lot of months of therapy and counseling and even aa meetings um I'm here today, and I'm, I'm much healthier, I'm much happier. Um, but in the midst of all of that trial and hardship um, and those lies and deceit, I didn't know if I was ever going to come out on it on the other side. Um, and then God, you know, just decides to play a big joke on us, and I get pregnant. <laughs> <And> like. <laughs> We, like Zane said, we decided we were done. Like we, I was, I almost lost my husband and the two that I had. Um, Why would God want me to have another baby? You know, I just, I didn't receive the well, the news well. Um, Again, I started carrying that, why me, you know, the self-pity, you know, why am I pregnant again? Like I was, this was not on my agenda. Like I need to focus on my mental health, my stability in our marriage. Um, but here I am, about ready to pop, and mm-hmm. um, obviously, after much reflection, I am celebrating this, this baby, um, this baby boy, and I, and I truly believe that God um, has given us this gift because he has big plans for this child. Um, and I don't, I can't sit here and say that God will put you through trials and tribulation, if his plan isn't to bring you out better on the other side. Cause a couple years ago I was lost. I was a mess. I I lost a parent and it, it wrecked me and I didn't know I didn't know what I was doing. Um, but, you know, so thankful for Zane and, you know, family and close friends for, you know, covering me in grace and you know, not, not judging me for my shortcomings and my mistakes. And I just felt like when we were asked to do this, that it was kind of, um, it, was, it was just pressing on me that I needed to share the real story. Um, some of you do know, some of you don't. But uh, <laughs> I am excited now for this baby. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we are, and we're, we're healing, and we're, our marriage is in a, you know, a great spot now, and we're you know, seeking wisdom and guidance from you know, those around us, so. Mm. I'm done. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bethany, thank you so much for being vulnerable with us this morning and trusting us enough to tell the real story. Um, it's a beautiful story of God's grace and mercy and redemption in your life. And so thank you for honoring Him with that. And, um, Let's close with uh, a couple of verses. Do you guys have scripture for us that you can share with us this morning? Yeah, I, yeah. I
4: couldn't narrow it to one. Okay. Uh, so i got <laughs> a couple here. Uh, so the first one, uh, I've reflected on a lot probably for the last year or so, and I think it's very appropriate for 2020. Anyone that's gone through hard times, difficult times, uh, you get tired, you get worn. Uh, so this is Hebrews 12, 12 through 13. So take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall but become strong. And this is a a big encouragement for me because I I read a lot of promises in there. Uh, promises that life's not going to be easy. That we're going to have tough times. We're going to have tired hands. That we all are. So individually, um, you know, we can rely on God uh, to give us strength and you know. I have no doubt that when you ask something from God, He's going to deliver it to you. So if you have weak weak knees, you, you need a new grip, you need a new breath, uh, you can ask for it and He'll deliver it. Uh, I, I think it's encouraging also that if we can live this out, each of us, that we can be an encouragement to another person. So I find it encouraging for myself and, and important that we are uh, faithful and obedient to God and if so, He'll give us that uh, new grip that we need. Mm uh the other scriptures Jeremiah 29:11 talking about God's plans versus our own plans uh, it says for I know the plans I have for you says the Lord they are plans for good and not disaster to give you a future and a hope and i mean, again very 2020 appropriate i think everyone's had their their plans blown up um and that's okay i think that's a good thing i know for me i need to be shaken up every once in a while i can't get comfortable in my own plans uh, as I do, that pulls me more into earthly patterns and uh, earthly behavior, and when I go that direction, I'm getting further from God. So mm-hmm. thankful that His His plans prevail.
1: Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Zane.
5: Uh, mine's really short and sweet. Um, By grace, you've been saved. Found in Ephesians 2:8-9. Uh, um, that's a verse that I've absolutely clung to this last year because it was kind of the theme of my life. Anybody that I opened up to and let in, um, that's all they did was cover me in grace um, and forgiveness and love. And those people were truly examples, you know, of Jesus and how he forgives us. And um, yeah, by grace (laughs) you've been saved. And that's all there is to it.
1: (laughs) Amen, amen. Well, congratulations! Congratulations <laughs> on your on your new baby, baby. <laughs> right? Yeah. Can we say is, we can? Sure. Yeah, baby. I just ruined
4: it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope what the, I do? I hope the great family's not watching. <laughs> We're gonna surprise them this week. <laughs> <We're telling laughs> my oh, <big> no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mom. It's
5: well, okay, it's not it's like
1: okay. this is going out on the internet everywhere <laughs> that anyone can access. So you you guys are good. You're safe. Yes, the name is.
4: have never.
5: You owe
4: us one J. I do. I'm sorry. C- can we put you in the hot seat now? <laughs> <laughs> okay.
5: Yeah,
1: sure. Ask me whatever you want. It's all good. Yeah, um so Yep. Yep. Well, congratulations. <laughs> and thank you for uh Thank you for agreeing to be up here and uh yeah, just have way too much uh communicated more than you wanted to. That's Good, thank you, thank you. Uh, But uh, thanks again. And guys, as you you can see, uh, from all the stories we've heard today, the reason that we remember and celebrate is because when we hear stories about how God interacts, He redeems, He provides, He shows us His love, His mercy in so many different ways, it becomes real. And when you hear real stories about this, I hope that this is an edification and an encouragement to all of us. Um, You may have been able to relate to different stories that you heard this morning at different touch points. Um, and, and I hope that in the midst of all of this, you'll be reminded that we have a God who loves us, a God who shows us grace, a God who is powerful to deliver us, and a God who redeems. A God who is always working, even when we don't see him working, and a God who, is, as, as Zane has uh, so well put it uh, this morning, a God who is working out his plans and draws us to himself, even in the midst of difficulty and hardship, so many, way, so many things that we've experienced this year. So with that being said, guys, I'm going to have you stay seated with me if you would, and we're going to pray together as we close, and the band will come up and close us out in worship. Let's pray. Lord, we have so many reasons to give you thanks every day. Uh, we are constantly, constantly showing your grace and mercy, your character in our lives, and when we have opportunities like we've had this morning to hear even more about how these things about your grace and your love and your mercy and your provision and your good plan are more than just words that we read on a page. They come to life because you are a God who is active. You are a God who moves. As we celebrate this season, you are a God who has come to us and not left us alone. You are a God who sees everything that we go through and loves us in the midst of it all. You're a God who sees every mistake we make, every sin we commit, and pours your grace and mercy on on us all the time and uh as as christoph reminded us from hebrews your your throne of grace is open all the time i pray that those of us uh who, who who are looking for grace who need mercy this morning would come boldly to that throne of grace knowing that you hear us knowing that you listen to us knowing that you see us and that you have come to us may we be encouraged as a church because of what you have done among us in so many different ways. And I know there are stories all over this place, in this room, and those who are watching online, all throughout this world of Jesus followers who can stand up and and offer similar stories of your goodness and your faithfulness throughout this year. And Father, I pray that whether we are speaking these stories to, to one another in the church or whether we are speaking it out into the world, that Jesus, you would be glorified in every way. That people would see you for who you truly are. Because you are a God who has not left us alone. You are a God who has come to us to redeem us and to bring us back to yourself. And that's good news. That whatever we face, whatever we have to suffer through, whatever we have to deal with, that does not have the final say. But as we were reminded of, again, talking about our friend Michael, that life, eternal life, has the final say over death. We thank you for your goodness, Lord Jesus. We pray these things in your name. Amen.
0: In just a moment, we'll rejoin our pastor for today's closing thoughts. But first, we wanted to thank you for tuning in. North Bible Church is located in Scottsdale, Arizona, and exists to equip all generations to love God, love one another, and love the world. For more information about North, please visit our website, at northbiblechurch.com Now, some closing thoughts from our pastor. Thanks for joining us this morning.
1: Thanks for joining us online as well. Thank you again to the Charpentiers, uh, to Lynn Duarte, and to the Beldens. Thank you again for being so much So much a part of this service this morning as we celebrated and remembered what God has done. I want to remind you that if you have uh, put down one of your tokens of remembrances under our trees up here, now would be the time to grab those. Uh, If you're here this morning, if you're online and you haven't had a chance to grab your token of remembrance, we're going to take those down as we take down our Christmas decorations this week, and they'll be at guest services. We'll be holding those for you. If you're not able to make it this morning, you can pick it up next Sunday or even during the week when our office is open. So hope you all have a very blessed and happy new year. We'll look forward to seeing you again next Sunday when we're going we're gonna to have our one-word service next Sunday on January 3rd in the new year. So have a happy and blessed new year, and we'll see you then. Thanks.
0: Thank you for joining us for this week's message. North Bible Church is located in Scottsdale, Arizona and exists to equip all generations to love God, love one another, and love the world. For more information about North, please visit our website at northbiblechurch.com.